When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You always have to be aware of whether the camera and the mic are on or not. Hi. (laughs) We're aware it's on. (laughs) Hey, everybody. I'm I'm Don McDonald, and uh, I'm here to talk real money with you, as is the inimitable, inimitable, It means unable to imitate. Yes. Because who'd want to? <laughs> exactly. Tom Cock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no one. You think anybody wakes up in the morning and says, I can't wait to be Tom Cock today? Be Tom Cock. No, I don't think there's a long list going out the door <laughs> yeah. for that one. Sorry. Yeah. Right. I don't know if I'm going to be able to take care of the color difference in post, but uh, Tom's really yellow. <laughs> I'm really red. I, and there's no jaundice involved, and I'm feeling fine. So leave yeah. it at that. You're a little yellow. I don't. I. I don't know why your lighting is yellow today. You redid it. You re, he redid his I, office. Yeah, you know, I cleaned all, it all up. Yeah, he cleaned his office. No, I I I got I you unloaded did. like 200 books. Did you? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm did take... you reduce the uh, enemy aircraft? No, the aircraft remain. The books go. So there's a message there somewhere. I don't think it's probably good. Yeah. So again, he remains in the Museum of Modern Military <laughs> Aircraft, the MMMA, the Mamma. Or as we like to say, easier to say, let the bombing begin. Yeah. Well, it's Tom's Sorry. childhood fantasy, his little airplanes playing. <laughs> and he does, when he's done, he just flies him around. <laughs> that No one touches those planes. <laughs> Okay. All right. Even my we're, grandson. We're going to be serious yeah. now. Okay. This is okay. It. We're going to get Th- serious. This is a good show, by the way. This is a really is good show today. Yeah, it is. This he thinks it's a good I'm show. I'm sure of it. Positive. He thinks it's a good show yeah. because it involves a piece of paper <laughs> that actually came to him in the mail. No, it came to somebody like else. An, someone gave it to or me. to someone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. A a something that actually looks like mm-hmm. a newspaper. Oh yeah. It's and it's not an artifact from the 1980s. No, it's more recent no, than that. It's more recent than that. Last fall. It is. Show the folks the lovely paper and change your white balance. Ready? Huh? How's that? Go back a little bit. I can't see the whole screen. Okay. Oh, yeah, because I can do widescreen on you here. Investor's Journal. Yeah. Wow. That is that like Investor's Business Daily? Oh, very close. Very close. Slept with the Wall Street Journal yeah. or something? Yeah. It's written by a guy named James Dale Davidson. You know and the We name? all know James Dale Davidson. You don't know him? He predicted the fall of the Soviet Union. Wait, he predicted okay. Trump's election. And, and now, by the way, he's predicting the collapse of, quoting here, the world order. I don't know There's which a order. world order? I didn't, <laughs> it, seemed much, it seemed like disorder to me. I don't know which part we're in, but we're, we're not in. James Dale Davidson, the editor of Investor's Journal. Okay, I see him right here. Yeah. Wow, he's got pictures of himself mm. going back like 50 years. <laughs> I'm going to use one for uh, myself 50 years ago. 
the mastering the transition to the okay well he's got he's written some okay stuff. but why are we talking about investors journal i have no idea okay well i'm going to tell you that now if you're ready for me to go i'll hit it okay okay good. so this was given to me by a client who received it in the mail so while this looks like and by the way if you can't see is somebody calling you do you need to get that? Apparently, I'm very popular, so I'm going to decline that. Okay. So if you can't see this, you're only listening from the audio version. It's Investor's Journal. It's it's 20 pages, 20 pages, all on one topic. One topic, Don, which is a very important topic to us all. What is yeah. that? What is the one thing you got to have? Uh, sense of humor. <laughs> In this program, in this life, yeah, yeah. pretty much. In this disordered world, yes. But in this case, today, we're going to let that sense of humor go, which is wonderful. A nice dinner. Very, very, which I hope you've got one coming up with your birthday soon. Or. Yeah. Waza. Yes, the water. This is 20 pages on water, but not just water. We're talking W-T-E-R. Yeah, where you can... WT? Wait, that'd be waiter. Okay, nice well, dinner. <laughs> bring the check. Uh, WTER. It's a Nasdaq traded stock, and this is twenty pages. And it's not just any twenty pages. Look, if you're on uh, the go online, you can see the picture. It's a wonderful picture of Shaquille O'Neal and a very short white man next to him named James Kramer. Jim Cramer, maybe you've heard of him mm -hmm. from CNBC, which suggests some sort of endorsement by the two of them. Uh, WTER, because this is a breakthrough water, Don. This is alkaline water. This is, this yeah. is cutting yeah. edge. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a newsletter telling you, guess what? Why you have to buy the shares of W... 20 pages! Oh, there is a coupon to actually get some of the water, I guess, at a discounted uh, price. But 20 pages. And so here you are. This came last November, November 2021, when the stock was trading at a mere $2.35. Mm -hmm. Get a lot of shares for $2.35. It's not like Amazon that was whatever, 4000 whatever it was. Uh, that's the good news, two thirty-five. But apparently the endorsement of said celebrities, Shaquille O'Neal and Jim Cramer, well, it didn't help a whole lot because the trade closed yesterday at 40 two cents which i think is like i don't know decrease of is that like 80 percent? it's a lot it's a i would lot. go with a, i would just call that a lot <laughs> it's significant let's put it that I, way I, so mr yeah, <laughs> I, i'm looking at its all-time chart yeah dating back to apparently it was really hot property back in 2013 uh when it closed at 29 dollars a share yeah well you were drinking more uh, water probably back then. Apparently, um, and it, they keep they keep flogging this dead horse, and uh, nobody nobody along the way has ever really made money. It it's just not happening. This this actually has a bit of a a whiff of scam to it, a, the lovely aroma of scam. Well, I think you can truly say this is a trade that is not water under the bridge. Pardon the. You, you think the ah. you think the firm might be washed up? I was going to say this has been a complete wash out 
Anyway. Watch out. Okay. Well, thank you. Get rid of all those. And thank you, by the way. I happened to hear the podcast yesterday where you had the shout out to me with the bad dad jokes. I really appreciate that. Uh, we, did a, we, we, we gave you a, whole, a little I, segment I, there. I, I'm being yeah. completely honest. I appreciate it. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? Because you know we don't talk about individual stocks unless we have to. We don't buy or sell individual stocks unless you want to tell us some reason you're in one and we'll tell you why not to be we're talking about because this is the newsletter industry this is an outrage that they can write this garbage that mr davidson has been so smart in predicting all these amazing including the collapse of the world order but mm-hmm. if you're a newsletter reader should you follow the advice of someone writing a newsletter? Now, there's one guy that used to study all these newsletters and actually tracked all their predictions and wrote about them, I think it was monthly. He still yeah, writes. but Holbert Financial Digest. Yeah, he still writes, but he doesn't write about the newsletter industry per se. But his overall take was, you're not going to know in advance when, when, when the water's rushing out of the trade because they don't know in advance. Some of them got lucky, and you might get the right newsletter for a period of time, but over the long haul, that they, they don't know anything more about the future than an actively managed mutual fund, right? Number two, the writers are doing what? Look, I mean, look at this headline. Shaq triggers new big beverage. It's all about the headlines here. It has nothing to do with the content. The idea here is to get you in, get you excited, and buy you that stock at $2.35 before it decreases down to 42 Cents. What about those who bought it at twenty eight dollars? Well, they're hoping that somebody else is going to come in and bail them out. I guess. Oh, can we say bail out? Ah, uh, so get the yeah. water out of the boat. <laughs> to get sorry. the water out. Yeah, no, I I got that uh, one. Too easy. So here's, I mean, newsletters. Uh, it's they hide behind. There's a certain amendment, I believe, of free speech of some kind that that they they say they can say anything they like because. It, it would be the very first oh, amendment to yeah, the Constitution of the you. United yeah. States of America. The First Amendment allows them to write these outrageous claims. And by the way, they they all claim that they're the number one newsletter. That was the other thing that Mark Holbert, I used to love reading. He's like, they they weren't number one. Sorry, they could say that, but they're not actually number one. So no, you shouldn't pay attention to to this fella, and you shouldn't pay attention to newsletters in general because they're bad for your financial health. Well, they're. Yeah, because they can't do what they claim they're able to do. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But a a little aside, maybe one of the reasons that alkaline water isn't doing so well (laughs) is because for uh, centuries, people have been making their own alkaline water with a substance called bicarbonate of soda, (laughs) a.k.a baking soda yeah, you just put that you in put there. a little in water and guess what it turns the water alkaline which is health has some health simple of, chemistry health benefits correct it's i just like drink the studies the, on I coffee drink the flat just, yeah, you know, one day it's coffee this. is great for you no, no. it'll make you die yeah. it'll make you live forever no 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 it'll kill you uh who knows but it's all some trick somebody's trying to utilize to make a lot of money and this sounds like a pump and dump from way back but i'm i'm not saying it is i'm just saying it feels like well i'm waiting for the pump because the dump is already on dude protected opinion (laughs) ladies and gentlemen yeah but here's oh and by the way i did look the guy up yeah mr Uh, davidson he's one of the founders of newsmax oh good lord okay that makes sense (laughs) 
Yeah, which has anyway. basically gone away, I think. I don't even know. I they, don't know. They no. took them off of DirecTV, I think. Oh, well, that's that. That's all they had. Oh, I know where I was going. Yes. Okay, let's talk about one of the most famous newsletters, investing newsletters of all time. It was called, still called, the Value Line Investor Survey or something to that thing. It's a value it's an line investing investors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, they have claimed for a very long time that if you bought their recommended stocks, yep. recommended in their newsletter, you would have beaten the market because they recommended them and then they went up. There's a flaw here in their in their reasoning, and they actually proved the flaw in their reasoning for a while when they had the value line mutual fund, which they wisely decided to stop. Hmm. Because when you looked at the value line mutual fund, you found a mutual fund that performed almost exactly as well as the market, less the fees. So it underperformed the market because of the fees. Yet value line survey claimed that you would make more money if you bought their stocks. But here's how this works. It's a simple little charting thing. You have the value line survey that comes out. It's printed. This was back in the old days when it was printed. Printed and mailed out to people. Now, that's the day on which their recommendation starts counting. Yep. Okay? That's we the came moment. out with it. We, dis- we distributed it to the public. Yep. Now, you live right next door to the printing plant, to the mailing service that mailed out value line survey. So you got it. The next day, you were able to trade right away. Or wait, maybe you were a big Wall Street trader and you made a deal with Value Line to pick it up right from the shop, right from the printing press. Actually, there's the been the day it was released. There was a fraud once where somebody went into the printing press, got the trades before that, and traded on that information. That I think happened. that was with Business Week. I yeah. Think, yeah, I remember that happening. Anyway, yeah. So here's what happened the people who got some special subscription possibly i'm i'm guessing on that one but if you were close you got it first you may have made some money you may have bought right at the beginning and bought it right away but remember stocks have a limited supply of stock there is not an infinite supply of stock and when people start buying it and they had thousands and tens of thousands of subscribers when people start buying what happens to the price it goes up i believe they call that in our business front running yeah but this is legal front running this isn't telling your clients that they need to own this after you already own eight thousand shares of it right because value line is is saying we're not making anything on this yeah so they're just providing the data and then they're using that data that is self-perpetuating because people believe they make good guesses they buy those guesses they propel the price higher but the longer term investors the ones who bought in later paid those higher prices and therefore their net returns well in many cases they probably look a lot like the returns from kathy woods i knew you were gonna go there i was like isn't that what happened to every basically every person who bought the arc Arc after 2020 after the water washed away from okay i guess we oh we got water and arc now again another water thing pretty easy but the reality is you're not going to be one of the people and 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 this is 
a place where this is really, really, really well illustrated is the AARP's newsletter, which is what do they call the stocks, Tom? Now you're they talking call them AARP something. or AAII. Oh, I'm sorry, AAII. Yeah, okay. I misspoke. Uh, a- the American had, Association of Individual Investors. Can you have a senior moment while talking about a senior? I did. I had a senior I'm moment. Sorry. Talking about senior. I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, what did they call the shadow stocks? Yeah, that's what they exactly. Call them. Yeah, shadow stocks. Their definition of shadow stocks are small, lightly traded companies. Well, folks, a small, lightly traded company, if Tom and I bought it right now, and told a small, you. lightly traded yep. company, and told you, the price would go, no, it would go up just from us buying it. Good point. Because some days, these lightly traded stocks don't trade at all. So if somebody comes in with a couple of thousand shares trading, the price goes, jumps right up. So they really create this small-cap tsunami that makes them look good. And they can make incredible claims, but doesn't translate into returns for you. And what is the float on uh, WTER? I mean, I bet it's oh, small, that is a too. really good question. Because question. even as big as Shaquille O'Neal is, <laughs> he can't probably move the market. He can't reach that. it. He can't reach it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, he can't. Okay. Uh, WTR. You might want to actually, after this trade, throw him a life raft. No? Okay. Oh, I'm going to keep coming. But Where's Jason Gay when we need <laughs> yeah, him? He, that was funny. The satis- His joke satisfactory. Was funny. I like that one. Yeah. Where do they make <laughs> average things? The satisfactory. <laughs> That's a good one. I got to no, remember that. Yeah. That isn't even a bad dad joke. No. That's a really good funny. one. Funny. Uh, the market cap on. Water, W T R, W T E R is uh, forty nine million dollars. Wow! So that's a lightly traded stock. Yeah, yeah. And its daily volume, oh, is that eight hundred and fifty eight shares? No. Like. What? I'm looking at its average daily. Let's volume. buy a thousand a day just to see what we can do to it, sport. Just yeah, for the exactly. Fun of it. You're going to move let's, the stock. Let's just do it just for the fun of it. Do we have to tell headquarters in advance or or not? Yeah, I think I don't. No, you can tell them after the fact. Okay. So I, you just have to put it down. I'll swing board, half of it. You swing half of it. What do you say? I am not buying water. <laughs> you buy it every day. You just don't know. No, I don't. I get it from my refrigerator. There, I don't even. There's a cost to that. It comes from somewhere. You're paying somebody for it. You think your refrigerator comes up with water? Think it's yeah. condensation off the stuff or something? Wait a minute. Isn't that how it works? Isn't it magic <laughs> Wait, water? I'm getting it from the government. I'm not getting it from you. Well, it turns out I pay the government, then they send it to you. Do you get the whole process here? Yeah, yeah. you are getting it yeah, from actually, me. That's yeah, be okay. Wrong. I, oh. I don't pay a lot. Okay, for water. there's a difference there. Yeah, I do pay for water. Yeah. I'm not paying for WTER, though. All right. Well, I was all excited because we could have really. I think that's what this says. Wow. I, that's yeah. and, and by the way, that's just for the record. What'd you say the the cap was fifty million? That is a fifty million. Very small, small company. Not the smallest, by the way, because I just went through a list of the publicly traded companies in the Northwest, and there's some market caps that are like ten million dollars for publicly traded companies, which seems crazy to me. But I don't know why they would go public at such a size. But um, anyway, for whatever it's worth. Though, so the newsletter business, please. Don't follow the advice of James Dale Davidson or others. I, and by the way, Mr. Davidson, just so you know, my world order is still intact. Just putting that out there. 
I still don't even know what he means, folks. I'm sorry. Me or him? I have no idea. You. <laughs> well, he's the one I have who, no idea he's calling what you're for the collapse about. of the world order. That's I well, quote. What, what, That's his what, quote. What do you mean your with... world order? You have a world order? <laughs> In my little room here, this is my world order, so don't <laughs> try play, and blow it. A little playland. <laughs> exactly. All right, here we go. Yeah, question. It's question yes, time. please do. Question I missed sent it last at weekend. TalkingRealMoney.com. Yeah. Okay. Okay? Yep. Okay. You ready? Mm. When to rebalance is the topic. Yes. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Really? I'd let you pick which one. Uh, I have a question about when to rebalance. My wife and I each have about $900,000 in IRAs and $650,000 in a brokerage account. We are retired. With the current drama in the stock market, my account is... Our accounts are no longer 60-40, but closer to 50-50. When is the best time to get back to plan? It seems nervy to let go of bonds as they are the only bright spot in quarter two. Uh, yeah, uh, they're not. They haven't, uh, they haven't gone down as much as they went in quarter one. I haven't seen the numbers actually for the well, quarter. Yeah, I mean, but but compared to the previous quarter, that's a bright spot. So if you're need a rebalance you can do rebalancing one of two ways basically you could do it on a set date you could annually you could just say every year i'm going to rebalance that's one way and by the way if you're drawing on the money then that's an easy time right you rebalance take the money you need go back to the correct percentages uh we rebalance our accounts basically every day because the computer every day is saying this is out of sync and it starts with the stock to bond ratio right so you could have you know, a, sort of a, a guide, say, well, I'm going to trade if if my 60-40 gets 5% either way. In other words, if it gets to 55%. And he's gone 10. Yeah, which surprises me a bit because both stocks and bonds are down. What I was going to say is it's been an unusual year for rebalancing because normally when stocks are down, the global portfolio is still down 13 or 14%. Bonds would have been up a little bit, but because we've had these interest rate hikes, that hasn't been the case. So you would have been selling bonds and buying stocks. It sounds like you'd be doing the same. No, he's back to a 50-50, so he's going to buy more mm -hmm. stocks. So, yeah, he'd be selling bonds and buying stocks. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be easy in a qualified account like an IRA. You're just simply going to make those trades. You're not going to have any tax ramifications. It also gets trickier with a taxable account because you don't want to be doing a lot of activity there that's going to create uh, – you sending money to the federal government. So, uh, yeah, important. but if he's selling bonds, even in his taxable Good account point. and buying stocks, uh, the bonds are bound to be down because bonds just don't fluctuate very Which much brings anyway. Me, the other point I was going to say is this is a good year for tax loss harvesting. So you could, in the taxable account, be selling some things, harvesting those losses for use later. I think we once had a chief executive who had 90 million dollars in carry forward losses or something but anyway so you're never going to pay taxes again but so you might want to do that but yeah i'd say uh, either sort of annually or have a, a percentage difference that you're saying once it reaches that i'm going to make a trade i think those are two pretty easy ways to do it and thanks for your question now remember you can call us with questions at 855-935-TALK the bulk of those get answered on the friday q a show you can uh, also send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com, but you can type them there, or you can record your questions there, which is really helpful. So take advantage of that. And if you really, 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 really need some serious help, more than we can provide in the few minutes we have here on the podcast, or the video cast, or the whatever cast, 
go to vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, Vestory by Appella. That's a firm that Tom and I are a part of. Uh, we used to own it. Now we own part of it. Um, and we have, since the inception of this lovely little firm, which is now huge, uh, been helping people with their financial issues for free. It's not huge. Is it huge? Well, it's almost a billion dollars. Okay, that's fair. I mean, I guess where's how what for us for me? That's huge. yeah, I know. It's like when you ask people how much is rich, right? Oh, I don't know, two hundred thousand oh, dollars. It feels pretty darn good okay. to me. Right. It's been great. That was my goal when we when I, I know. when when we started yep. the firm. I said I would like to get yep. the firm to a billion dollars assets under management. Yeah, I'll be happy. I think you'll be happy. And we did it before with uh, Merriman. We grew that one by a billion. So we'll be the $2 billion brothers. Huh? By the way, that's it. We're not doing it again. No. Just for the record. Just to be clear on that. See how old? (laughs) Just to be clear on that. Not going for $3 billion. Sorry. Yeah. Um, So anyway, go to vestry.com. Set up an appointment with one of our advisors. You can even... Tom has a, a Saturday morning offer until his Saturday mornings get too crowded where he will actually meet with you. Yeah, I love Saturday mornings. On, he loves his Saturday morning meetings. I do. So sign up. And, Let's get together. Uh, Let's so chat you can it sign up. up. Yep. And, and, you, and there'll be no high-pressure sales no, pitch. We just, Guarantee. Just talked to two people the last week. Don't need our help. Made a few changes in their portfolio. Sent them on their way. So I'm and they're happy. Fix the plane and get on with my life. So. Did, did we have you know a the, uh, you know the plane? Did we have a casualty? You know the plane. Oh. I, I, you got to hold it still. That's oh. a P fifty one. No, no. It's a Corsair. I don't know. Bent wing Corsair. I have no idea what the, what was its letters. I don't remember. But this is a Navy World War II. Oh, it's Navy. You see the reason, and you know the reason it had these bent wings. We're going to find out, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, because folks? for carrier landings, it needed to, to to get this propeller and everything down. It had to have those wings designed that way. Pretty cool. There you go. Now you know the rest of Another the story. Fun filled. <laughs> you want me to start going through the rest of the planes? We'll be here a long time. <laughs> From the model military aircraft museum or the museum of model military aircraft MMMA. Let's hope not for a the fire. Sponsor, the sponsor of Talking Real Money, the podcast video cast. Because no one from else will. Everyone at the MMMA Museum. Uh, uh, <laughs> schedule your appointment online <laughs> at the Museum of Model Military Aircraft. Uh, it's only been one person ever came in here, by the way, and said, I know this plane, that, like five planes. And he was 10 years old. Well, they're supposed to come there to learn, okay. not to know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Like this show, oh, I get it, learn. right? Sure. Like the, yeah, you're not supposed to know. Okay. All right, we're leaving. Bye. We're leaving. We're we're depodcasting. <laughs> we're de we're decoupling from the space, <laughs> and we're going over there somewhere to do another podcast. Hopefully, one that you'll like this time. I'm Don. That's Tom. Talking real money. You realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program 
program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. And to keep the lawyers happy.